What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brand New Show. Sorry about that. I gotta make sure this is right. Uh, welcome to a new episode of the Brand New Show. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying your week off. If you got a week off, uh, tomorrow might be your last day of work before Thanksgiving. Hope you guys enjoy y'all Thanksgiving this Thursday. I know damn sure I will be. Um, a couple of football games and a lot of food and a lot of sleep. <laughs> a lot, a lot of sleep, especially if these football games go the way I think. So, um, hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, shout out to everybody that's listening or viewing or, you know, subscribing, man, happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys, man, um, I'm recording this Tuesday, so this is gonna be out after Thanksgiving, um, but, uh, hope you guys have enjoyed y'all Thanksgiving, and, uh, let's get into it, um, so, like I said, shout out to everybody that's listening, viewing, Anything, man. YouTube channel, Brian Janus Show. Uh, went in and actually uh, just put out uh, the at me. It's Brian Janus at Brian Janus Show. So that's my social media on YouTube. So if you guys need to kind of contact me, I guess, and tell me how the videos are doing, or you want to debate, or you want to have a conversation, I don't know. But there it is at Brian Janus Show on YouTube. Speaking of that, on uh, Instagram. Uh, Brand new show on TikTok as well, so you go there and hit me up. Uh, more so on Instagram than TikTok, but you know that's neither here nor there. Um, and of course, Brand new show is the podcast and is on all podcast platforms. So if you guys enjoy that, especially today's episode that's out right now, Life and Times with Music at Sharon, man, I, I enjoyed doing that. I did that last week, and uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoy that, man. Got another episode dropping on Thanksgiving night, so I will be posting clips of that soon. Um, maybe tomorrow, start posting it tomorrow. A lot of clips tomorrow. I know a lot of people ain't gonna want to see Thursday night, but Friday morning, I'll definitely probably post another clip. But until then, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this video tonight. Uh, because it's Life of Times music, and it's exactly what I've been waiting to do, man. There's another album review on Life, Life in Times with Music. And this album, I told you after the Ad Sheeran show that I was going to do uh, another artist with an album that I really, really loved. And uh, I'm actually debating if I'm going to do a versus with this album and one of his other albums because this album's really good. And then one of those other albums was really fucking good and I like it a lot. So, but the artist is Meek Mill and the album is Dreams and Nightmares, one of my favorite uh, albums. It just celebrated its 10-year anniversary. It's crazy that it's been 10 years since this album debuted. Uh, it, it was an incredible body of work. Uh, it probably doesn't get its proper respect uh, when it comes to his catalog in particular. The song gets his respect. The intro, of course, gets his respect. But the the album in his old discography doesn't get its true respect. I think it was one of the best debut albums that came out in a, in a decade. Like, it's one of those albums that you remember in a decade that it was like, that shit was kind of fire. Um, and especially in a decade where you had the J. Coles, the Kendricks, the Drakes, the Big Sean's. You know, you had, I think, Wiz Khalifa's first project came out around that time. Big Crit. You had so many artists, man. Mac Miller, Tyler, the Creator. Like, you had so many artists that dropped in 2000s and the 2010s. This was one of the best debut albums I heard. And, uh, you know, the reason why I say it doesn't get its proper respect is because it came out 
a week after Good Kid, Mad City. <laughs> it came out a week after that classic by Kendrick Lamar, which is another album that I will be getting into. But that one is going to be a versus, and that's going to be Good Kid, Mad City versus Damn, Kendrick Lamar version. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, that might actually be the next album versus I might do so because uh, I've been promising it for a minute. But let's get into it, man. Dreams and Nightmares. I love uh, a lot of Meek Mill's albums. Most of his albums are really good, even his mixtapes. Mixtapes, uh, I started listening to Meek around Dream Chasers, of course. Uh, the Dream Chasers mixtape, he got a lot of my favorite songs from his catalog on that Dream Chasers mixtape. Um, you know what I'm saying? Tony's Story. Um, what else? Uh, House Party with him and Young Chris. Uh, this Money. You know, Get This Money. Um, I'm a Boss was on that original Dream Chasers mixtape with him and Rick Ross. Of course, became so fucking massive. Um, uh, what else, man? He had so many fucking songs on that Dream Chasers mixtape. And before he dropped this album, he dropped Dream Chasers 2, which is another classic mixtape. It has so many, also so many classic songs off that bitch. And two of them actually made this album, and I will talk about that during this album. But he has so many great songs off that off that mixtape as well. And like I said, a lot of his music is really good, man. I like I like a lot of Meek Mill's albums. Um, you know, even the album after this was really dope. Uh, you know, DC Four, DC Three, I don't really fuck with, but DC Four was really good. Um, Wins and losses was another dope project that was so good. And at the time frame that it came out, he was beefing with Drake. It was kind of like a lot of crazy shit going on around him. Meek and him, uh, him and Nicki had just broke up. There was a lot of shit going on with him at that time. But wins and losses is so much. I actually think wins and losses is actually better than champion championship. And that might be the album I debate this shit with. I think wins and losses is really better than championship. I love championship. It's a dope album. But outside of like the, the Drake collab and the Rick Ross and Hove collab and and the LMA collab, like, I love Championship, but it had some songs on there that I was just like, eh, I guess. Wins and Losses felt more like a collection of, like, real good shit, and um, so that might be the album I, I, I debate this with, but I wanted to get into this album. Like I said, it just celebrated his 10-year anniversary of being an album out here in these streets, and, um, you know, it's one of those albums, man. Like I said, it's one of my favorite debut albums that it, that came out. And uh, let's get into it, man. The first song off the off the album clearly is the song that everybody knows off the fucking album. And that's Dreams and Nightmares, the intro. <sighs> I remember the night it came out. I remember this, the night that this intro actually came out. It was like maybe a week or two before the album actually physically came out. I remember being on Hot New Hip Hop. And this fucking song hit. And I'm like, Nick Mill, Dreams and Nightmares. Okay. No, it's album about to drop, so why is he dropping this? And I clicked it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this shit hot. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, this shit fire. Hello, shit, he got one. And that sold me on the fucking album right there and there. I'm not even gonna lie. It sold me right there and there on this album, man. The, the song is literally a club banger. Have you ever been in the club recently over these last 10 fucking years? It's literally the song that it gets everybody up in the club. It's like when y'all are kind of like done with the club, kind of, y'all, the energy kind of going down a little bit. You got a couple of drinks and you already like, 
I don't really feel like dealing with shit. And then that fucking song come on, that fucking beat come on. That's what you've been waiting for. Oh, that shit. You ready? Oh, shit, nigga. Now you be looking around. Oh, this nigga here. This fucking DJ. I how dare this nigga play this fucking song when I'm getting ready to get the fuck out this bitch. And they'll play this song. Bottles start coming up. you like, oh, the fucking lights start. Oh, that shit there. And this song comes on, man. It still gets the fucking club going, man. Like, it, it, I used to pray for times like this to shine like this. And I'm at, oh, like, god damn, nigga. Everybody knows when the fucking nightmare part come on, though. That's the dreams part. We know the beginning. But the nightmare part is where the shit gets. I'm like, real nigga, what up? Real nigga, shut up. If you ain't about that murder game, then pussy nigga, shut up. <laughs> ah, shit. Like, oh, this nigga here. How dare he? He get on this song and kill his shit like that. I knew it was real when you see Drake be like, yo, this might be the hardest fucking intro I've ever heard on a rap song, on a rap album. Like, this is the, in- this is the greatest intro ever. I don't know if it's the greatest intro ever on an album, but this shit damn show top high. I even give it top three. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it top five. Like, I get top five. Like, the mob of the car, the two is like, yeah, that's hard for me to like, yeah. The mob of the car, the two is like, shit, that's untouchable for me personally. But, yeah. <laughs> or even 95 South, uh, uh, on, off, of, off, of, uh, off of the off season for J. Cole. Like, yeah. But this bitch definitely hit. <laughs> it's one of them songs, man. Dreams and Nightmares kicks the album off, and it kicks it off perfectly, man. It kicks it off fucking perfectly. Then it goes into song number two, and God We Trust. Now, this song, when I first heard the album, and I heard Dreams and Nightmares, I'm like, okay, where's he going next with this? The energy still was up there. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, the energy was still up there with this in, in God We Trust, and it was so fucking good. Uh... Same thing, man. The energy was still there, man. Off the dreams, the nightmares high. Like it was, the beat was still like grungy. It felt like Philly, and it was just like, yeah, this shit hit different. We didn't went to war with the best. Shout it out with the realest. <laughs> hey, God, we trust. <laughs> like yeah, for the love of the money, for the love of the money, for the love of the money, love of the money, yeah, the love of the money. For <laughs> the real niggas on me. <laughs> Like, it God, we trust that shit, man. It, like, these two songs back to back is like, yeah, this is how I'm hard. Now, gets to number three. Young and I'm getting it with Kirk Cobain's. I was listening to this album, of course, like I always do, before I do a, a intro, or before I do something like this. I didn't like this song when it first came out. I still don't like the fucking song. It's cool. It's decent. It's all right. But it is like, I don't really give a fuck. I don't like it. I still don't like the song. I don't know if it's Kirk Bangs. I don't know if it's the beat. I don't know what it is, but it just it sucks. It's not a good. I don't want to say it sucks, but it's eh, eh. And believe it or not, this is the first fucking single off this project. Like <laughs> hey, hey, outside of the two songs that he physically already had dropped off of Dream Chasers Two, which is on his project, this was the first song off the album that technically was off the album, and it just was like eh, I don't know about that. I didn't like it. I don't like it. I still don't like it. It's still it's catchy, but it's not like he could have picked a way better fucking song. He could have picked number four. Track number four on his album could have been a better song. Uh, Traumatization. 
Oh, traumatized, I should say. Uh, traumatized is a fucking banger. Lord Jesus, that sounds so fucking hard. Traumatized is such a fucking banger. Oh my god, that sounds so fucking hard. It really killed me when they killed Shawty. I was like that in my cell, and I had to read about it when Nick and in Philly left him out in Philly. We was rocking, <laughs> we was rocking all them shows, fucking all them hoes, and <laughs> you made my mama cry. <laughs> yeah, that shit hard, man. That shit was a hard ass song, man. Then I'm gonna let this rain hit you for all the rainy days, nigga. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Yeah, Traumatized was a fucking banger. It was a fucking banger, man. Same church my mom, my father got buried in. That was now, that was then. Had the blocks jumping for them dollars. Sean Marion. That's why I go get my own, because I'm arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit was hard. Then track number five, uh, Believe It, with Rick Ross. It's dope. It's a good song. It's a it's a it's a good song with them two. I think it wasn't this track number six, but it was it was definitely track number five. It, it served its purpose, and for Rick Ross to be on a song like that with him, and it kind of got it got a lot of people. I remember when the album did come out, and it was one of everybody's like a lot of people's favorite song off this project at the beginning. It was a it was a decent song. It was a real good song. Um, track number six. Maybach Curtains is one of my favorite songs off this project. Like it's it's probably my favorite song off the project, actually. Um it features John Legend, Nas, Eric Ross. And it's such a good fucking song, man. It really fucking is. Um just to hear all three of those men's stories and then John Legend's singing ability on this song carried the song home, really. You know, look how far we didn't came. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just like, just all of that, man. I think that was one of the best songs um, of the project. I think it's one of my, it's one of my favorite songs. It is my favorite song of this project, man. Um, just off of, because this, it felt like, again, it wasn't traumatized and it wasn't like, in God we trust. It was, it was really like a reflective moment. I like a lot of those songs when it's kind of like, you're not in that life anymore. But you're reflecting on like now the future, what you're going through, and what you're doing now. Like when he was like Stevie J all on the mic, we he's screaming out, "Well, city nigga, Philly, we back!" Like it just tells you right there and there, like okay, this song is different. Your nigga out of Philly, young legend out of Queens, take over a city to city, <laughs> like like yeah. So yeah, maybe that curtains with my shit. Um, track number seven, A Man. Uh, I know I'm probably gonna help with that one, but uh, <laughs> uh, features Drake and Jeremiah. Now, this is one of the songs off Dream Chasers 2 that I was just talking about. It was all Dream Chasers 2. I remember this out, this mixtape coming out and listening to this song and loving it. I was like, yo, this shit gonna be a, this shit a banger. And at the time, this was when Drake and Meek wasn't beefing, it was early in the years. It was like Drake actually bought Meek Mill on a tour with him. I, I think I talked about this before where he had a tour a long time ago. Uh, it's called Paradise, the Club Paradise Tour. He had French Montana, Waka Flocka, J. Cole, uh, Two Chains, um, and Meek Mill, I think. Meek, I can't remember who else was on that tour. I know it was French, I know it was Meek, I know it was Waka, and I know it was J. Cole. Because all of them, and, and, and Two Chains and Meek, and I know it was all of them because Drake had a song with each and 
every single artist on that tour. Him and French had a song. And at the time, it wasn't a lot of them records that them two did at that time. So it was Stay Scheming. So he would bring French out on that tour and do Stay Scheming. For Waka Flock, it was Round of Applause. Him and Drake had a Round of Applause. was a hot. Uh, for 2 Chains, it was uh, No Lie, clearly. Um, <laughs> uh, J. Cole was In the Morning. And then for Meek, it was Amen. So he had a song with each and every single one of those artists, and he brought them back on stage that night. And it's how crazy this is, because I never even went to that tour. But I knew why he had them on his fucking tour. And Amen was one of them songs, man. Amen that came out was a banger. A lot of people might not remember how much of a hit this fucking song really was. It was a fucking hit. And I was I was happy to see this song on the album. And I was like, oh, shit. He took it off the, off the mixtape and put it on his album. It's pretty smart because Drake at that time could do no fucking wrong. This is 2011, 2012 Drake. So he could do no fucking wrong. Every time he... 2011, 2012, oh shit, 2009, <laughs> 2009, 2013 era of Drake, it was just like he could do no wrong. And A-Man was one of those songs, man. He he just, he, they they killed this shit together. Like I said, Jeremiah was on his song. It was, it was, a, it was a perfect, and that was kind of like the start of Jeremiah's hook era. Like, Jeremiah was starting to become now like the, the, the go-to hook guy. And um, that was, that was a big thing for him. So, yeah, track number eight was, again, one of those fire fucking songs. Uh, Young Kings. If if this is like probably my se- nah, I'd probably say my third favorite song of this project. Uh, Young Kings was so fucking fire, man. Um, it's one of my favorite songs. Uh, off this project. Um, it's it's dope as fuck. It made me feel like I'm in Vegas when I hit this song. Like it's just like a Vegas feel. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's something about this song, man. Young Kings, Young Kings, rolling with my Young Kings, Young Kings. And all we get is money, nigga. Fuck fame. And fuck fame. I be rolling with some young kings. Young kings. Rolling with some young kings. Young kings. <laughs> get the money, nigga. Fuck fame. And fuck fame. <laughs> like, that shit was like, it just, that shit hit different. Like, yeah, man. This is what I say about my favorite album sometimes, right? I say this a lot. And I think if you are a true fan of music, and particularly a lot of these albums, Five, I would say maybe the first four tracks, you're like, okay, I can kind of, uh, all right, they're trying to test some shit. By track five, if they don't catch you, and by six, seven, eight, if they don't grab you by then, nine, ten, however long this album is going to be, you're not even interested no more. Because by five, six, seven, you cut out. You're like, yeah, hey, hey, I look for the songs that I actually know and I like, and I, I fuck with that. So from like, like I said, five was it was decent. It was cool. It was a Rick Ross meet. It was cool. But six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve of this project, fucking fire. Like I was just like, yeah, this is a pretty good fucking debut album. That's why I want to talk about it. Because number nine after Young Kings was Lay Up, and it features Trey Songz, it features uh, Wale, and it features Rick Ross. Now I always thought Lay Up was actually supposed to be somebody else on that song. And it kind of was. It was. I think Jay Z was actually supposed to be on the song because I saw somewhere where they remixed it and it had Hov on it. And so it's kind of like Layup was a really decent song. It was a, it was cool, man. It was a really good laid back song. You got a girl that was that was the perfect song to play for y'all. Like it was it was a really good song. Layup, like yes, I uh, like that shit was a fire. That shit was fire, man. That shit was fire. So, yeah, I always thought Ross shouldn't have been on that song. I thought Hove would have fit better. And then, of course, I see the song Remix, Layup Remix, and it's Jay-Z. It was actually supposed to be Jay on that song. So, it, that shit made sense. <laughs> so, 
So it, it always felt like it was supposed to be a Jay Z record, and it was just like, yeah. But yeah, Layup was a fire fucking song. Goes into song number ten, Toy Story Part Two. Like I said on Dream Chasers, excuse me, the original Dream Chasers mixtape, Toy Story, uh, Tony Story, Tony Story. The first Tony Story was fucking fire. The Jungle Beats, Holla at Me beat comes on. He just goes into this story. Something that people don't give Meek Mill a lot of credit for is this this storytelling shit. He's really actually good. Uh, Tony Story Part One was incredible, and the story Tony Tony Story Part Two was just as fire. You know what I'm saying? If you heard Tony Story Part One, you know the story and how he kind of created it and how he did it. And I forget the fucking movie. He did a movie about this shit. He actually had a movie of kind of about this particular scenario. And it's like, I forgot what the fucking movie was called. It used to be on BT a lot. So if y'all remember this movie, y'all probably remember what I'm talking about. But it's kind of about this. It's kind of the premise of this song. And so when I saw Tony, when I heard Tony Story Part 2, it was like, okay, that makes sense. And you hear, you know, Tony Story Part 2, and he's talking about how his little brother trying to ride <laughs> on the nigga that killed his brother. He's like, oh, nah, bro, you're not going to kill my brother. And, um, you know, and and because he killed his cousin in the first one, he killed his his, his first cousin. So he's like, "Oh fuck, now nah, you ain't gonna just kill my cousin, and get away with it." And the way he fucked him up, he de- he got him in the in the song. He's like, "God damn!" And then you hear Tony Story, Tony Story Part Two, and you're like, you know how he, he his little brother's not looking for revenge, and I understand. I'm a little brother. If something happened, my big brother, I probably try to kill a nigga too. I'm <laughs> with the situation. Probably try to kill a nigga too. And it's just like, so. It made sense. I was like, man, that makes sense. I totally understand why little bro was trying to go kill his nigga. Now, like, kill my brother, bro. I'm gonna I'm, I'm ride on you, nigga. What the fuck do you mean? Like, like so it, I totally understood that shit. I totally understood. And that's probably why I like the song so fucking much. <laughs> like, I can understand that scenario. I can totally understand that scenario. Uh, you hurt anybody in my family, I'm probably gonna hurt you. Like, it's just, just, just the way that goes. Um, track 11. Uh, who you're around now this features Mary J Blige and this was another one of them songs like I said this might be my second this might be my second favorite song it could even rival number one because who you're around is so fucking crazy man he's just pretty much like again like I love about Maybach Curtains this is kind of reflection but it's kind of going back in time and it's like and he's he's kind of like pinpointing where he's at in his life again but he's explaining how like how you know particularly a friend of friends are now looking at him and like he even he has a line in this in the song like yo if i was in a ghost if i was in a hearse you if you in a hearse i'll be in a hearse too like i will ride for you like i got you bro and it kind of makes sense of the tony story part too because it kind of like this is like like if you know ba we straight that was the model my nigga i got rich first you were supposed to follow my nigga i'm gone like like like, like and he's just explaining like yo like Y'all saying I can't come back to Philly, I can't do all this shit, I can't do this. But yet, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all not understanding. Like, I would have put y'all in positions that I'm putting these niggas that I did bring with me in positions. Like, O'Malley and all them. I'm putting these niggas in positions, but you treat me like I'm not putting any nigga in position. And it's like, no, I'm not putting you in a certain position. And you you feel some type of way. And that's probably why I love this song so much. Cause and then Mary J. Blige, Mary J. Fucking Blige, man. Come on, like she's queen. Like come on, bro. <laughs> like like the hit is it didn't have her singing it. It was like, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> like it makes sense. 
And when, when it rains, niggas get wet. Gone. <laughs> like, remember when it rained, niggas get wet. Gone. So that was just, a, yeah, I like that song a lot. Pillows and Shell Toes is another fire song, kind of reflecting song on his past again. And it was a really dope song. I love that song a lot. Rich and Famous, uh, it's kind of like, it, it was decent. It was a decent song. When I first heard the project, I liked it a lot. And now I'm getting older. It's kind of, it's decent. It's decent. If I go now and listen to it physically, like go really, really listen to it again, and mm, I'd probably be like, yeah, it's fire. It's still fire. You got some, 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 some good shit in it. Um, and that features uh, Lou V. Um, track 14, Real Niggas Come First. This show is fire. It's still fire. It's actually still a real fire fucking song. Uh, uh, what, Real Niggas Come First, Dope Boys Come Second. Boss niggas come third, all that shit. I, I, I go hard. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. I like that hoe. Uh, Try 14 is Burn. And this is the other song off of Dream Chasers 2 that I loved immediately when I heard this shit. Uh, which is another artist I might actually have to do. I don't know if I'm going to do an album one on him or I'm going to just do a full length, like one on him. But Burn features Big Sean. The hit them two niggas on this song. On Dream Chasers 2, like I said, I loved the song immediately when I heard it. Big Sean at the time had dropped, I think, Detroit 2. No, Detroit. I'm tripping. Detroit. Uh, that was one of my favorite projects of 2012 outside of this one. And outside of Good Kid, Mad City. And outside of probably, yeah, yeah. Outside of those, like, and outside of just the J. Cole mixtapes that he was dropping at that time, also around that time. Like, that D- Detroit mixtape could do no wrong. And so when I heard Big Sean on this project and I heard Big Sean on Dream Chasers 2 with Burn, I'm like, yo, this shit fire. And uh, and then I, and then they had it, like, put it on as a bonus track after the album that came out. I was like, that makes fucking sense. It makes total fucking sense. And these two niggas killed that shit. Like, like I'm only 23. And nigga said, what he said, nigga, you riding in the prison. I'm only... T- he got said, he said, you riding in the Prius and I'm only 23. Like, some shit like that. Like, he was just, like, killing that shit. Oh, and I ain't riding. Yeah, I'm only 23 and I ain't riding in the Prius. Like, like, like I'm like, God damn, nigga. How you gonna tell that to somebody? Like, I'm only 23 and I ain't riding in the Prius. Like, I was like, God damn, nigga. It's, it, it just them two niggas together, all the energy. Like, them two was creating some good shit. And they killed that shit. And, uh, Track 16 is Freak Show. And I think that was also off of Dream Chasers, too, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that featured uh, Sam Sneak and I think Wale or somebody. So, or 2 Chain, somebody. But, yeah. Um, this is why it's one of my favorite projects. Like, outside of maybe, like I said, outside of Young and Getting It, uh, even I give Rich and Famous a, 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 a good grade on this project. And maybe Freak Show. This is why it's one of my favorite albums that debuted in 2012 and still one of my favorite albums uh, to, to listen to. Um, all in all, man, this whole body of work, this whole project was incredible, man. It really is. Outside, like, for a 16-track album, only two of them is like two songs are kind of like, eh, I can do it out. That's 14 songs that you still like, man. This shit hard. This shit hit. <laughs> shit hit. Um, the hill on Rich and Famous kind of makes that song even better. Um, now that I think about it, 
Polos and Shell Toes is fire. The beat was really good, man. Real Niggas Come First is fire. Burn was incredible. Who You Around is such a great, incredible storytelling song. So it's Tony's Story Part 2. Lay Up is some chill shit. You can lay back and chill with that one. Young Young Kings is so fucking good. A-Man is dope as fuck. Maybach Curtains is one of the best songs off the project. Believe It with Rick Ross and him is dope. Uh, Traumatized is fucking incredible. Young and getting it. Eh, you can live without it. Uh, and God We Trust. Top notch. Number two song. And Dreams and Nightmares might be literally the greatest intro on hip in hip-hop album history. Not to me, but a lot of people. That's, like I said, it's top five. It's not five. I give you three. It's not five. <laughs> it's not five. I give, I, it's not five. I give it top four. I give it top four. I, like, like, listen, man. This element, all in all, like I said, it doesn't get its proper respect a decade. And maybe now, when you look and listen to it now, a decade now, it's like, yeah, why the fuck was this album kind of like slept on? It kind of was slept on because of Good Kid, Mad City. And I think. The reason why, and I think these albums actually are supposed to come out on the same day, and I think they moved Kendrick down, and um, they moved Meek back because they didn't want two up and coming artists at the same time to drop. But I think Dreams and Nightmares gets a bad rap. The album wise, like it's a really good debut album, man. Like it's a fire fucking debut album, man. And like I said, Good Kid, Mad City dropped a week before. If it didn't drop a week before. Excuse me. I think Dreams and Nightmares. Like, if Get Cut Mad City dropped at the beginning of October, and then Dreams and Nightmares dropped at the end of October, you would have probably been like, that makes sense. It's And both of these albums would have shined. But because it was like in a week's time of each other, Kendrick's album was so much sonically equipped, and it was so good, a lot of people probably give it its highest success. Where Dreams and Nightmares kind of got washed ashore. And it was like, okay, it's kind of like cool, whatever. I don't care. But after listening, after seeing, saying these track lists and listening to the album as much as I have, Dreams and Nightmares should have gotten its proper respect. And for a decade later, I don't think people really still give it its proper context and give it its proper respect for a debut album. Because we, like I say, we're so in love with Good Kid Mad City that we don't give it its proper respect. And I think that. For a, for a debut album, this was probably one of the best albums. And like I said, in Meek Mill's discography. Outside of the mixtapes, this might be the best album that he's ever dropped. Um, like I said, I love Wins and Losses. Championship is really dope. You know what I'm saying? But I love this album too, man. This album's fucking fire. Like I said, when I first heard this album and I remember getting it on my iPod, I was like, yo, this shit is fucking fire. And... Yeah, man. It's still one of the best debut albums I've heard in 10 years. Like, it's one of them albums, man. And uh, I hope more people, after this comes out, I hope more people go listen to this project and really, like, listen to it. Now, like, and I get it. You're going to probably be biased or maybe even be like, I already saw how Meek Mill's career is played out. It's got like, I don't really fuck with it. I get that. Totally understand that. But take yourself out of that for a while. It, 10 years after that. Like, 10 years. Go back. Before you heard all of this shit about Meek and all the things he's done and all of this shit. And you probably call him Goofy now and all this shit. Like, go listen to this project now. Like, get rid of all that and just be unbiased and listen to this album. You'll probably be like, oh, this shit kind of was fucking fire. It was a slap. Like, this shit was fire. 
Like, when I go in and I listen to this album in full, it's like, damn, this shit was fucking fire. Like, it might take, outside of Young and Getting It, for like, after the second song, after the third song, you're probably listening to the rest of the album. Like, the entire, like outside of, if you don't put, the, like, if, and some people even like Young and Getting It. I, I, I just personally don't like it. It's not a good song for me, personally. But Dreams and Nightmares and God We Trust, Traumatized, Believe It, Maybach Curtains, Amen, Young Kings, Lay Up, Tony Story Part 2, Who You're Around, Polos and Chateaus, Rich and Famous, Real Niggas Come First, Burn. I mean, I can do it without Freak Show, but you know what I'm saying? Outside of those two songs, this album's fucking incredible. Like, four, 14 songs that you could fuck with? I take that. <laughs> in a 16-song album, I take that. I take that whole, I take that project. I take that project, man. So, like I said, man, it's one of those albums that you physically got to go listen to. Like, like I said, take out the bias, take out what you now know of Meek Mill, go listen to this project, you'd be like, oh, this shit fire. This shit is fucking fire. So, if you guys enjoyed this, man, like I said, um, what's the next Life of Times with music, right? You're kind of thinking right now, right? Um, eventually, I will be doing an album, a musical review of 2022. I know it wasn't that many albums and it wasn't even that many, but I might even talk about the Grammys, which just recently just came out. Particularly the hip hop category, because that's what I really want to talk about. Because outside of that category, I care less who the fuck got nominated. <laughs> like the hip hop category was so bad this year, it's fucking ridiculous. But anyway, um, and so I'm gonna talk about that, and that's gonna be at the end of the year. I'm gonna talk about that, and pretty much what I'm looking forward to in 2023 when it comes to music. Um, and I'm also gonna get my review. All of that's gonna be in one episode, pretty much. 2020 album review, artist review, all that shit. Talk about all that. Uh, Grammys and 2023 predictions of what I'm looking forward to in, 20, in music, tours, all that shit. Um, that's coming soon. Uh, but when it comes to Life of Times Music, I don't know if I'm going to do an artist versus or an album next. I really don't know. Uh, I want to do an artist, and I probably will. And that artist is going to be The Weeknd. So The Weeknd is the next artist up. And... The, album that I probably will do uh, if I have to pick one right now. Um, what's an album that I really like and I fuck with? I said Kendrick, Good Kid, Mad City. I don't know if I'm going to do that. When I'm probably do a versus with that. Probably going to do a whole episode with that. Probably do a versus with that and that'd be damn. Uh, and that might be the next one I'll do after that. After the weekend, I'll probably do the damn damn versus. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and artist-wise, The Weeknd. The Weeknd, and yeah, so The Weeknd's going to be the next artist I do. Yeah, The Weeknd. And then I do a versus Good Kid, Mad City versus Damn, Kendrick Lamar. So that's going to be the next one. Um, And like I said, 2022 uh, music review. Uh, So, yep, those are the next three Life of Times of Musics. Uh, coming soon. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode when it comes out. Uh, like I said, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys enjoyed y'all Thanksgiving, uh, which means we got to be looking forward to Christmas. Happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> um, until then, man, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. Love to all, man. Appreciate all. Respect to all. And uh, hug y'all families. Tell them you love them. Uh, and uh, enjoy the rest of y'all day, man. Peace.